Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. And I was just talking with Tony and my wife earlier. It seems like it's been forever since I've said that since we've been able to do the live stream here with you live ever since December 16th. The last two weeks were pre-recorded and then I believe the last two or three were um, our Zoom recordings because, you know, sickness hit, COVID hit, anything that could have gone wrong. But, you know, the Lord is still good and he found and He found it in his favor that we can come together again to do another live stream Bible study with you. So today is January 20th, 2022 and week 155 if you're new around here. Welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it's a question and it asks, will you answer? And we're going to Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20 and it says, Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. Will you let him in? I remember hearing a preacher say, we have to let him in. He's not going to break in and steal the TV or anything like that. He's looking for those who diligently seek him and who will open the door unto him and let him into our lives. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, um, we had did it in a while, as he said, uh, but we still try to follow a similar uh, flow of things. We like to start by saying a prayer. It's always good to say a prayer uh, before we do anything in life, you know, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's eating, whether you're about to drive somewhere, whether you're just about to go to sleep at night, uh, it is good to say a prayer. So we want to start by joining into a prayer if you guys uh, have an opportunity we would be delighted if you would join us so heavenly father thank you for another day lord we thank you for being our life health and strength lord we thank you for just being who you are lord we thank you for being a god that's all powerful uh, you you know all things lord you see whatever it is that lies ahead of us and you're continually with us and so, Lord, we just say thank you, Lord. We're praying for all those that are sick, afflicted, going through trials and tribulations, whatever it is at this time of our lives, Lord. We're asking that you would just continue to uh, open our eyes, continue to remind us, Lord, that no matter what, there's still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. And so, Lord, uh, we're asking for you to be with us in the Bible study tonight, Lord, that your word would go forth and uh, none of our words would go forth or not it's not about our opinion or uh, about what we personally want or what we personally believe lord it's all about you and so lord help us to just be real help us to be sincere help everything we do uh, for us to mean it in this life and so lord we're praying all these blessings in your merciful name jesus amen amen so we're coming from the book of revelation Let's start. <clears throat> Let's pick it up at verse 20. Let's see what he says there. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. We have the words of Jesus here um, written in blood. I don't know how many times I've said it. Uh, somebody might get tired of hearing it. 
but he says, behold, what a surprise, even though it's not a surprise. He said, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. I stand at the door and knock, he says. It's a continual thing. He's still knocking. He's still trying to get our attention. Uh, it's so easy for so many other things to get our attention. Um, I know sometimes I certainly get sidetracked uh, whenever I'm supposed to be focused, especially God knows, especially at times where you say, you know what, I'm going to read something. And it seems like everything begins to grasp your attention you say hey you know what i'm gonna listen to a bible study i'm gonna listen to somebody preach i'm gonna listen to someone uh, teach a message and as soon as you start uh, before you really right after you hit play your mind already wanders to so many things but the entire time god is trying to give us a message and he he's knocking he's trying to get our attention and so that's what Jesus says here. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he's knocking at our door. He, he's trying to get our attention for a purpose. Let's read here. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. I will have fellowship with him. He says, will you answer, though? Will you answer? He's trying. He's diligently trying to get our attention. And he has a purpose. There's something. <clears throat> there's something he's trying to do. We're going to go up to verse 18. And then from there, we'll, we'll go back up some more. But let's go up to verse 18 to see what it is that he's wanting to tell us one of the things at least let's pick him up at verse 18 i counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire he said i want you to buy of me something now we've gotten these <laughs> we've had people try to sell us things before he's standing at the door he said i, I want to sell you something I, I i want i want you to buy something now <laughs> A lot of times we'll get a phone call. Somebody's trying to sell us something. As soon as we find out, what do we do? <laughs> if we even answer. A lot of times we won't answer. But if we just so happen to answer and they say, you know, I, I want to sell you this. Uh, we hang up. They say, uh, uh, do you have any insurance? We want to sell you some insurance. We hang up. Even if it's something that might benefit us. And so I'm just using that as an example. But Jesus said, I, I'm, I want you to buy of me this gold tried in the fire. And so when we hear those words. In fact, a lot of times uh, and, and I've seen this happen before. Someone can come and knock on the door and we'll peep through the blinds or the little peephole, whatever we have. And once we find out who it is, we determine if we want to talk to them or not. When we see it's a certain person and we know they're trying to sell us something, they're trying to talk us into doing this or doing that. We don't even want to be bothered with them. We don't open the door. We pretend as if we're not even there. 
And so Jesus is that person in this scenario. He's standing at the door. He's knocking. He said, I want you to buy of me this gold. He's a salesman here. And so that's all we know. But we don't understand the full picture here. We don't get the real message. He said, if we hear him. Uh, in one place, he told us his sheep hear his voice. And so if we would just give him an opportunity to speak. If we wouldn't just brush it off after we first hear it, because there's really some things he he's wanting us to know. So let's go back up. <clears throat> We're going to go up again. And let's start here at verse 15 and we'll work our way down and then we'll uh, probably go somewhere else. But Jesus, he's trying to sell us something. He wants us to buy of him. Now, that's just a way. Uh, I'm using it in this example. He said, buy of me this gold. And a lot of us, I know me included, when we hear someone's trying to sell us something, we say, man, I don't need that. I, I don't want that. I, I can't afford that. All kinds of things. Before we even know what exactly it is that they're selling. And so if we look closely at what it is that Jesus is trying to sell us, we would actually conclude that it's worth it. But now I want to go back up first before we get into it. So you're going to have to stick with me. I hope you can understand this. And let's pick it up in verse 15. I know that works. I know your works. I know. Talking to uh, someone. And we were uh, even talking about just God. He knows everything. God knows all things. People will even say it sometimes. They say, God knows my heart. He does. He knows your works also. Because what's in our heart comes out. We see it in our actions. So he said, I know what you I know what you've been doing. Let's see what he said. That thou art neither cold nor hot. Mm -hmm. I would thou work cold or hot. He said, you're not 100% for me. And you're not 100% against me either. He said, you're in the middle somewhere. Sometimes you're for God. Sometimes you're against. Some things God says you agree with them. The other things you say, nah, I just don't believe in that part. You don't believe in the full Bible. You're one of those people that puts doubt in others because you don't believe in everything God has to say. And Jesus is still standing here knocking, wanting us to believe. He said, will you answer? I'm saying, will you answer? He's standing at the door knocking. He's trying to talk to a people who don't fully believe in him. A people who believe in him sometimes. So he said, I know what you've been doing. Sometimes you love me. Sometimes you hate me. All right. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. I'll get rid of you. Because you're not actually for me completely and you're not actually against me completely nobody wants someone in the middle 
you know, I was thinking about it um, earlier. You know, there, there's even even with foods, we want something either hot or cold. We put food in the refrigerator. We want to. Uh, some people they like their pizza. They eat cold pizza. We want it either cold or hot. We're not actually looking for a room temperature. I know somebody's different, but go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, um, in the movie I saw, um, lady made some coffee for another lady, but it was lukewarm, and she was actually talking about um these scriptures here. You either want your coffee cold or hot. Mm-hmm. So it's the same way with that. That's how we are as people. We even want things cold or hot. Cold or hot. And so that's how God is. He said, I wish you were cold or hot. You know, that's something for God to say, you know what? I just wish you'd make a choice. I wish you'd make a decision instead of having me continually reach out to you, continually knock. Continually trying to get you to answer. I wish you would just say, you know what, God, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want any parts of you. Or he doesn't want you to do that, but he would rather you do that instead of being a pretender, instead of being someone halfway in. He either wants you all the way or none at all. He said, I wish you were cold or hot. I wish you would choose. I wish you'd make up your mind. You know, sometimes <laughs> we get upset with people when they continually change their mind. You you ask somebody, uh, somebody might be going to do something for you. Or I'll I, I put it this way, uh, since even just being married. So anyone married might understand it. I'm sure you can understand this. You might ask your wife, you know what? Uh, something simple. It could be something simple. Uh, what do you What do you want to eat? And she might respond, "I want this." So you say, "All right, I'm gonna go and get it." And once you get out there, they say, "You know, I don't want that anymore." Hmm. Now, I'm just using something small as an example, but these are some things that happen. People change their minds. But now, in this, these people who are lukewarm. Their mind actually isn't even changing. It just was never made up. These people's minds were never actually made up. They were never 100% sold on God, on the things that God says. We hear certain things, we say, ah, I doubt that, but. And some other things that we like, we're all for. These are the people he's talking about. He said, I wish you would just make up your mind. I wish you would be sold out. He's standing at the door knocking, trying to get our attention, trying to get some of us to make up our minds because we don't have a lot of time left. We just entered into a new year and already we're at what? I don't even know what day 20 something. Yeah, January 20th right there on the screen. <laughs> we're already 20 days in and we all have the same uh, response we say man it doesn't seem like that much time has passed already already 20 days we were just saying oh happy new year here we are the first month is almost over and Jesus is still standing at the door knocking trying to get someone to make up their mind are you going to be sold out or not let's see what he said 
because thou sayest, I am rich. He said, you say, I don't need nothing. He's trying to sell us something. You say, well, I don't need nothing, though. I got everything I need. Uh-huh. And increase with goods mm -hmm. and have need of nothing. What do I need? You're trying to tell me I need to change this about myself. I need to do that. I need to. I'm happy already. I already feel fine. I've got everything I need. Go ahead, Mel. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He said you don't even know your true condition. He's trying to tell us something. He said I'm standing at the door. I'm just trying to enter into your heart. I'm knocking. Trying to tell you, hey, look, you, you truly don't understand your condition right now. You don't truly understand. We said, look, I already know me, though. I'm fine. I just got a job. I just got a promotion. I just got married. I just did this. I just finished school. I just had so many things. Whatever scenario we, we fall into. Things are working out for us. We say, I'm fine, though. But he said, I'm standing at the door knocking. There's something you need and you don't realize. Go ahead, Mel. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. He's trying to sell us something. But now I want you to understand how the process works of trying gold in the fire. I was looking at something. And now I'm not the smartest person. I understand a few things. But now I'm looking at the process of how they purify gold or try gold, uh, the way he puts it here. I'm looking at how they purify gold, how it goes through these processes. There's there's processes that they go through. They they're using heat. They're using the fire to change the form of the gold. Now we've seen gold in uh, many different shapes. We we've seen it in necklaces. Um, we've seen it in rings. We've seen it in coins. We've seen it in uh, the little bars. We've seen it in many different forms. But now it took them to purify it, to change its shape, to change its form. And they did it multiple times, many different times. It doesn't just go into the liquid form. They uh, change it to liquid. They burn it. Uh, they, and they even use chemicals. They do all sorts of things. But they change it into a different form. They cool it off. They, uh, in that process, they're burning impurities out of it there's other elements in it uh, so a lot of times they have other silver in it but they're wanting to remove all of that and completely purify the gold so it's not mixed so that is pure it's not mixed the way that some of us are mixed we're hot and cold he wants to purify us 
get rid of those imperfections within us. Get rid of the doubts. Get rid of all the things, the sin especially. Get rid of all those things that cause us to be lukewarm, cause us to not be pure. And so they go through these processes where they're changing the form. And he calls it trying the goal. They're changing the form of the goal in order to remove all of those things that they actually didn't want in the goal. But now he says, I want you to buy of me that gold, the gold that has went through the fire. Buy of me that gold. Let's see what else he said here. That thou mayest be rich. So you can actually be rich spiritually now. We only thing we want is to be physically rich. But he said, I want you to buy me this gold so you can be spiritually rich. When somebody starts talking like this, we say, man, I look, I don't need nothing. I'm fine. That's OK. Because I don't even understand what you're talking about. This doesn't even make sense. That happened to Jesus. Uh, I remember one occasion he told them. He said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you'll have no part of me. They, they walked away from it. They said, this man is crazy. He said some things that we don't quite understand. And so as a result, he's still standing there knocking. and We won't answer because we don't even understand. We don't have an understanding. So I'm hoping you would understand this. He said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Go ahead, Mel. That thou mayest be rich mm -hmm. and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, mm -hmm. and anoint thine eyes with eyesalve. He wants to open your eyes to something. I know he said, I want you to buy of me gold that's tried in the fire. But now, when we hear this, we think, okay, he's trying to sell me something. See, people are always trying to sell me something. That's all people want. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Uh, Zechariah, let's pick up chapter 13. And let's start at verse 8. Zechariah 13. And let's pick him up in verse 8. Now he said, buy of me gold that's tried in the fire. He's knocking at the door. He's trying to tell us something. But we have to get an understanding. Whatever we do in life, get an understanding of it. It makes a world of difference. Let's see what he said. And really quickly, um, David says, the Lord said in his word, you are either for me or against me. That's what he said. There is no in between. Um, so Zechariah chapter 13, verse 8. And it shall come to pass. That in all the land. Now we're talking about in all the world now. It shall come to pass that in all the land. Uh-huh. Saith the Lord, mm -hmm. two parts therein shall be cut off and die. Uh-huh. But the third shall be left therein. Two parts shall be cut off and die. Now we're talking about people now. The third part going to be left there. All right. And I will bring the third part through the fire. Read that again for me. And I will bring the third part through the fire. He's going to bring the third part through 
the fire. The same thing he talked about in the book of Revelation. He said, buy of me gold. The gold tried in the fire. So he wasn't actually talking about selling us a bar of gold. It says somebody said, oh, this gold is worth $100,000. This gold is worth a million dollars. He wasn't actually talking about physical gold being physically rich. He already told us, you're already increased with goods. But he wants us to be spiritually rich. He wants to open our eyes to something. So he said this third part, I'm going to bring through the fire. Uh-huh. And will refine them as silver is refined. Mm-hmm. And will try them as gold is tried. He's talking about a people here. See, the offer that he's standing at the door knocking, he wants to purify you. You are gold. You know, people tell us we're worthless. We're nothing. And in the eyes of God, he said we are less than nothing. But we are at the same time valuable to him. He loves us. We are his creation. We are the most important thing in the world to him. Now, besides his word now. But now, out of everything on this earth, even physical gold, silver, uh, money, Bitcoin, whatever you want, whatever currency you want to talk about, um, stars, the moon, other planets, animals, grass, trees, we are more important than all of those things in the eyes of God. We are as gold. We have that much importance. Now, I'm not saying this for us to be puffed up. But I want you to see when he said, buy of me gold. He's trying to change us. He wants to purify us. He wants us to change forms just as they change the forms of the gold to purify it. He wants to do that with us. So that we can be rich, so that we won't be ashamed, so that our eyes will be open. He's standing at the door with this offer tonight. He wants to take us through the fire. Let's read that verse again. And I will bring the third part through the fire. He's talking about us. Anyone who will open the door. He said, I'll bring you through the fire. It'll be tough times. I'll bring you through it, though. There's some people that can't make it. It gets too hot. Somebody said it got too spicy. It gets too rough sometimes. And someone can't make it. But he said, I will bring them. Excuse me. I will bring the third part through the fire. He's going to be in there with you. We've seen him do it before. When the Hebrew boys were thrown in the fire, they said, look, we threw in three. Why? Why do I see four, though? He brought them through it. That's what happened. He was showing us. I'll bring you through it. And just as the gold. See, the gold doesn't burn up as a result of the fire. The gold doesn't just uh, become consumed. It might change forms. But it's not consumed. 
That's what he'll do with us. The fire won't destroy us. He showed us that with the three Hebrew boys. The fire won't destroy you. It's going to make you pure. I'll be in it with you. You're not going through this thing alone. Sometimes we feel alone. But if we feel that way, we have to use our resources. We have to use the other people of God to help us. A lot of times we'll be talking to the wrong people and they'll make us feel alone. But if we rely on God, we'll understand he's there with us. So he said, I'll bring the third part through the fire. Uh huh. And we'll refine them as silver is refined mm -hmm. and we'll try them as gold is tried. He said, I'll purify you. I'll remove all the things that don't need to be there. We might have to change form. We will have to change form. Just as the goal is. I was watching a video. I've seen them. They had it in um, a liquid form. They would change it into a grainy form. Uh, they would change it into a form with uh, like chips. They were changing the forms. But each time. It would become more and more pure. They were continuing to try it. This is what God wants to do with us. We're afraid of the change, though. All we've known is being lukewarm. We're afraid to be pure. We're afraid to be completely sold out. We're afraid somebody's going to say that person's a super religious freak. They're super religious. See, I'm kind of sort of. What we're saying is, I'm lukewarm. I kind of sort of believe in God, but I'm not fully there. I'm, I kind of sort of believe him. He said, I'm standing at the door knocking. You've been lukewarm for a long time. You're not fired up about God. I'm standing at the door knocking. Will you allow me to take you? Through the fire. Let's see what he said, man. They shall call on my name mm -hmm. and I will hear them. I will hear them, he said. Same thing he said in the book of Revelation, chapter three. Mm -hmm. I will say it is my people and they shall say the Lord is my God. This is what the offer is. He wasn't just trying to sell us go and walk away. He was trying to let us know you are the gold. You have worth. You are special in the eyes of God. But he just has to work on us to get out of us what's truly in us. You know, everybody does this. Any uh, thing. Anything in this life that we do. And we become proficient at it. Someone has to work on us because there are some things in us that need to be pulled out of us. There's a reason we go to school. There's some things in us. People see it before we even see it. People started teaching us alphabets and numbers and 
all these different things before we ever knew about it. Because they saw something in us. They said, you got gold inside of you. You, you can be something. You can prosper. But I have to work on you. I have to change your form, though. I've got to work on you. I've got to try you. I've got to put you through all these different tests. There's a reason. They teach us all these things. They say, all right, now, I want you to answer these questions. They're refining us. They're sharpening us. They're putting us through the fire. Just so they can get out of us what's in us. We have it in us. There's gold inside of you. But it's not pure. We have to go through something for it to really manifest itself. We have to be cleaned off so we can really let our light shine. He said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. We got to be changed first, though. We've got to go through something first. And so he said, the third part, he's telling us right here, most people are not going to do this. He's telling us, he said two parts. And so if you understand numbers, he said two thirds, they're going to be cut off two thirds and only one third I'll bring through the fire. He's telling us most people, they're just not going to go through it. Most people are not going to be saved. We've seen Jesus echo this in, a, in another place, in the book of Matthew. Actually, in many places, we see these things echoed. So this is nothing new. He said two-thirds, they're not going to go through the fire. They, they will not want to change forms. They don't want to be purified. They don't see what's truly inside of them. Two thirds. Most people. And we see that. Just open your eyes and look around today. Most people aren't answering the call of God. Most people that claim that they're Christian, they're in the middle. They're lukewarm. On Sunday morning, they're sold out for God. They're fired up about them. And not even before 12.01 p.m. They're already upset with somebody ready to fight them. Ready to curse them. Ready to wish somebody to go to hell. After they just heard about how we should wish good. Bless them that curse us. Somebody's in the middle. They need some more refining. And that's okay. If we allow God to refine us, it's all right if we're not where we need to be as long as we're working on it. But he said two thirds of people, they won't even work on it. Two thirds. He said they're not hotter, they're not, they're not cold. He said, I wish you were, but you just don't want to be. So... <clears throat> Let's, uh, let, let's read that verse one more time. We're in Zechariah 13 again in verse 9. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. Mm -hmm. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. 
I will say it is my people, and they shall say the Lord is my God. This is the offer that he's offering us. For us to be his people. We ought to want to be called the children of God. He said he'll hear us. He'll help us in the time of need. But we have to be willing to go through the process. It's a process to refine silver. It's a process to try the gold. Sometimes they call it curing it. It's a process. We have to be willing to go through this process. I want to pick up before we get out of here. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Because I want to pick up the start of this process. Acts chapter 2. And let's pick up. <clears throat> let's pick up verse 37 here. This is the beginning of of your purifying process this is the beginning now you, now he's not asking to physically uh, he's not telling you hey I want you to walk into the fire uh, start a fire in your yard burn some trash and I want you to walk and, and stand it that's not what he's telling us to do he's using that as an illustration so we can understand this process but now here is what you actually need to do. And if you don't believe me, the question is actually asked here. But for somebody, this still won't be enough. Because the scripture tells us not everybody's going to believe. Let's pick up verse 37. Now, when they heard this. Now, after you've heard this. Somebody should have this same feeling. Go ahead, man. They were pricked in their heart mm -hmm. and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, after you've heard, God cares about you, even if nobody else says they do. After you've heard, you're gold. There is gold inside of you. It needs to be worked on, but it's inside of you. After we have heard, we have value. After we've heard that not everybody's going to be brought through the fire, not everybody's going to go through the test. After we've heard this, we should be saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? What, what is it that you want me to do? We can't worry about everybody else. We, he already told us two thirds of people, they won't go through. Two thirds won't be saved. So after hearing this, we should say, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? What, what would you have me to do? I believe it was Paul asked that. Lord, what do you want me to do? Go ahead, ma'am. Then Peter said unto them, repent. We need to repent. This is the refining process. This is the trying process. This is the purification process. This is it right here. This is what he wants us to do. He was standing at the door knocking to tell us this. He used a whole lot of things to try to help us understand it. Somebody start listening once you start talking about gold. Because some people only listen when it's about money. 
when it's about something of a high value. He said, I want you to understand you are gold. You have a high value. There's something in you that I want to bring out. But will you answer, though? Will you open the door? Will you let me shape and mold you? We found out he's the potter. He's trying to shape and mold us so he can purify us and get us exactly how he wants us. But he knows best. We don't think he knows. He said, well, God, what if I don't want to be that way? <laughs> but he knows best. Let's see what they said here. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Now, we've talked about it so many times. But I felt I needed to come here to remind you. You know, I, I've been in, in Melvin, and I'm sure Melvin can attest to this. You can remind me sometimes of something. And I say, okay, yeah. And I remember in the moment. But as soon as it's time for me to actually remember to do that thing, I still will forget. Even though I've been reminded so many times. Uh, even Melvin will tell me, you set a reminder on your phone. <laughs> and sometimes that doesn't even work. If I, you know, every now and then that might not even work. But. We need those reminders to do something that we really need to do. And so I wanted to remind you because I feel it, it has been a while since we talked about, uh, since we've had a, a Bible study, a live version at least. And so I wanted to remind you of what's inside of you. I wanted to remind you that Jesus, he's standing at the door knocking. He said, look, I want you to go through this process that's going to bring some things out of you so that your light can actually shine. Because right now, our light is dim. If we stay in the form that we're in, our light is dim. It needs to be refined. It needs to be purified. It needs to be cleaned off so that we can actually shine. And so he said, I want to give you this process of which if you go through it, you'll come through the fire. You'll be a silver that's refined. You'll be pure. You'll be ready for the master's use. We talked about that a few weeks ago. If you'll go through this process. He said, buy of me gold, tried in the fire. He's standing at the door knocking with this offer. And somebody asked here, the apostles, what should we do? They said, go through the process. Repent. This is a part of the process. That's why we keep bringing it up. There's a certain process for purifying gold. They do the same process over and over. They continue to do these processes every time. Every time they get some gold, every time they get these metals, they say, yeah, there's some gold in there, but we got to put it through the process. They use that same process. And this is our process. 
our process to be saved, our process so that we can be pure, so that God can shape and mold us. This is it. They said, what should we do? What shall we do? It said that in verse 37. Now we find, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus, every single person. This is the process. He said, I, this is for everybody out there. All the people in the land, as it stated in the book of Zechariah, this is the process for all of them in the land. But you know what? He already told us the prophecy. Only one third is going to do it. He already told us, look around you today. You can see this happening for yourself. One third of people actually repent. We have a problem repenting. It, it, it takes something within us to repent. I can recall times where I've had to repent of things. And the whole time leading up to it, you, <laughs> you having to talk to yourself and say, oh, you, you know you got to do this. You know you have to go through this. You have to repent. But the shame. Jesus told us in the book of Revelation. He said, I take away shame. The shame of your nakedness. Because you're not right. That's the problem. And you're ashamed of it. Whenever somebody points out the wrong we did. We, we're ashamed. Rightfully so. But he said, you know what? I'll take away that shame. It requires you to get right though that's how I'll take it away it requires you to repent so he said repent and be baptized every one of you now this is for the remission of your sins this is for the washing away of your sin this is the process this is our cleaning process go ahead man I don't remember where I left off. So then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And receiving the Holy Ghost. This is a part of the process. This is what makes us pure in the eyes of God. But we have to be willing to go through this. A lot of people won't do it. No matter how many times we're reminded, we read the other night, Stephen, as they stoned him, before they stoned him, excuse me, he told him, he said, You're, you always reject the Holy Ghost. They won't go through the process, two thirds. They won't go and endure the fire. They just will not do it. But he said, it's one third out there. It's a few. It's a few that are willing. In the book of Peter, he told us few. There were few people saved by water. Few people actually did what Jesus told them to do. So will you answer tonight? Will you respond? In here, in this same chapter, uh, Peter told them, Let's read verse 40. He says, save yourself. Uh-huh. Let's pick it up in uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. He said, you got to save yourself. All while he's saying this, Jesus is at the door knocking. This is, this is the words of God here. 
telling you to save yourself. Telling you. Only one third of people are going to endure this process. And you can call the word of God a lie, but you can't prove it. I've heard my pastor say that you can't prove it. Because right now, if we look around the world, us, we see with our own eyes, most people won't do this. They won't repent. They definitely won't get baptized in Jesus name. They won't receive the Holy Ghost. They won't continue on the journey of living holy, even if some people start, but they won't continue. So th these are things that we can visibly see with our eyes. If you would hear him, if you would open the door, if you would listen to what he has to say. So we find the word, save yourself. Because most people won't be saved. He says, save yourself. Because only one third of people are going to be saved. So save yourself. You can't worry about what somebody else is doing. For the rest of your life. In fact, the devil wants you to. Because if you do, you'll never save yourself. Because you're so concerned with what they're doing. So this is what Jesus was trying to tell us in the book of Revelation. He said, I'm standing at the door trying to get somebody to repent, trying to get someone to be baptized, trying to get someone to allow the Holy Ghost to lead them. Because they are precious gold and they don't know it. I'm trying to shape and mold them and they don't see it. So he's standing at each and every one of our doors. The Bible tells us he's no respecter of person. He's at every single door. He's not looking at how your house looks. He's not looking at uh, what type of building you live in. Oh, they live in a trailer. They live in a house. They're renting. He's not looking at those things. We would do that. People do that when they want to sell something. They're not going to go to a lower income place. Because they're going to look at the buildings. They're going to look at the cars outside. They're going to say, you know what? I don't need to be in this neighborhood because they're not willing to buy. They don't have the money to buy. But Jesus is not that way. He's coming to every neighborhood, every place. And he's knocking on your door. And he says, you know what? There's something in you that I want to bring out. But you have to be willing to go through the process. And unfortunately, most of us are not willing to do it. But for those that are out there, for the few, the one third that are out there. I hope you would respond today. I hope you'll answer today and save yourself. This is how you save yourself. Let's read that one more time, Ev, because I want you to know. If you don't remember anything else, if you didn't understand anything we've talked about, this is the most important thing you need to see. How you need to save yourself. So let's go back up to verse 38. And I want you to ask yourself, have you did these things? You say, well, I've heard it before, but have you did it? You might have heard this 50 times, 50,000 times. But have you did this stuff? Let's see what he said, man. 
Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Have you repented though? There's things right now we're doing. We haven't repented. We say, Well, I've been in the church. I've been reading. I've been doing. But have you repented though? Still, things we know God is not pleased with. Good God Almighty. But have you repented? You say, Well, I've read Acts 2.30. Have you did it though? He's still knocking at the door because we haven't did it. He's still knocking, saying it's time to repent. Jesus said in one other place, the people thought somebody else was just so much more of a sinner than them. He said, don't you understand? Except ye all repent. You all likewise pairs. Except you repent. You got to repent too. You might not have did the same sin that they did. You might not have did as many times as they did. But you still do it. So Peter tells us we have to repent. This is a part of the process of God purifying us. Go ahead, Mel. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If you haven't did this, it's time to do it. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? It's time. I know you say, well, it's 20 degrees outside. Well, it's time. We'll go inside. We'll find a heater. We'll find some tiles. We'll do what it takes. Because Jesus is at the door knocking. He's still trying to bring this out of us. This is a part of the process. I know we might not understand why we need to do this. But I can guarantee you, if you, you look up a video of people purifying gold i guarantee you you won't understand the whole process you won't understand they'll start saying all these words and saying all these things and doing all these things I mean, you won't understand it but at the end of the process it works each thing that they did even though we didn't comprehend it it worked and so if only we would trust God to go through this process that we find in Acts 2 and 38, because this is only the beginning now. This is not the full thing. This is the beginning. But if only we would go through this, even if we don't understand why and how, if you would just be willing to go through this, we'll get the results in the end. It'll work for us. But we have to have the faith. So he said, repent and be baptized. Uh-huh. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Mm -hmm. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. This is a part of us because we are the gold here. This is a part of us being purified. This is a part of us being whole. We won't be mixed with all these other things. We won't be lukewarm. But it still takes you to make the decision. It takes you to be willing. So I'll leave you with this. Will you answer? He's standing at the door. He's knocking. He's trying to tell you. 
I'm knocking at your door because I, I, I want to let you know, you know, people that sell insurance. They're doing these types of things. They're trying to talk to everybody because they say, you know what? Everybody needs this. So everybody has to die. Everybody needs this insurance. And just as we'll turn that down, we say, well, not right now. <laughs> I know I might need it, but not, not right now. And I talked to one man who, who actually sold insurance. He said, yeah, they'll say that. I'll come to them and talk to them. He said, you know what? Not even a month later, some of those same people, they'll die. And now their families are hurt. But you know, how much more important is God's insurance? This is his insurance plan right here. This is God's insurance plan. He said, look, do this so you can actually be rich. <coughs> Excuse me. Do this so you can actually make it to where you want to make it. Because he said only a third of people are going to follow suit. So I hope you would be one at this time. I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. I've enjoyed you guys. Excuse me. <coughs> but at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Uh, so we have a few more comments. Um, David says it's the, it's the new birth process. We must be born again to see heaven. And that is true um, in the book of John, um, chapter three, he does say you must be born of the water and of the spirit to enter in. So if we don't do those things, which we just read about, then we won't be able to make it in. And then he says, it also says that they that gladly received the word and was baptized and did, and did what they were told. So we have to not only receive it, but we have to gladly receive it. I know that at the beginning, we may not like it, but we have to learn to like it. And the comments keep disappearing. I don't know why. <coughs> um, but David also says, The Lord is the potter, and we are the clay. Lord, mold and shape me into what you called me to be in Jesus' name. And I believe it was the very last message of the year 2020 for us, but we had a message called The Potter's House. And that is so true. We are being molded and shaped by so many other things at, instead of what God wants us to be. You know, we look at the comments and the opinions of others but we have to remember who exactly are we trying to please there's a verse that says um don't fear the person who can kill the body but fear he who can kill both the body and soul in hell we're so scared of being in these uncertain situations but that's just a fire and the fire is going to refine us into being shaped and mold what god actually wants us to be so and though in a scripture that says those that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So we have to go through that. We always have to go through tough times, but they always benefit us in the end. And I see um, a few other comments. Um, David and um, Casey says the audio has been cutting in and out for them. I see that we don't have that strong of an Internet connection. So uh, we do apologize for that. But for the podcast, the audio version, if you would like to listen to that shortly after we stop being live on Facebook, that one should not have any um, audio dropouts. So that'll be the full thing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can just search Join the Midst of the Storm and it should be there. So again, definitely sorry for the audio dropouts. 
And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. My brother Casey has taken over the reading. Thank you, Casey, for that. Um, I know he enjoys reading and we enjoy it as well. We enjoy the messages. So if you want to attend those, that is every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. One more time, count it all joy again. But the Lord blesses and says the same. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys then. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.